Welcome to Cancelled. We are back. I took a week off there. I was out of town. I was up in the beautiful state of Maine. Ever been to Maine, Pat Dean? Um, I don't think I've ever been to Maine, no. It's nice. Is it? It's, uh, it's very white. Yeah. I, I vow myself, like... In these towns, I'd see a black person. I would like nudge my girlfriend and be like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> "Kind of cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I remember uh, last year uh, I went to uh, Asheville, North Carolina, to tell some jokes, mm. and it was like I was walking around with uh, with Avery Moore and Martha Kelly. We were like at one point, we just looked around. And we were like, "So there's like a lot of white people here, right?" Like, and they're like, "Yeah, this is fucking kind of odd." <laughs> like, it felt it didn't feel good. <laughs> no. And then, like, <laughs> I never thought, I don't know. It's weird. There was what we were at this bar, and it was like, no black people. Uh, and then, like, I saw a black dude walk in. I was like, oh, fucking tight. And then he was just like the whitest bro black. Like, he was a black dude, but he was like, ah, he's fucking. Like, he was just a bro ass sure. white dude. Yeah. And it really bummed me out. Yeah. Well, but that bar had the best giant bar game. You know, he's like giant Jenga, giant whatever. Wall size giant Scrabble. Really? On the wall, magnetic wooden pieces for your things, big chunks. It was fucking dope. Okay. Yeah, no, I've never I've never been I think the farthest northeast I've gone is like uh like Massachusetts, I think. Yeah. I don't know. And that's about far northeast as I'm it was good. happy with. Because... Yes. <laughs> good seafood was great. Yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. Uh so let's talk about this dumbass. All right. <laughs> We're in the Night Stalker. I have to yeah. say the first my first note is his dumb face sucks. I <laughs> they open with these previously ons, and the first shot of the previous on is him like kind of turning in a chair towards camera, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, as soon as I see his face, I just don't like him. It's a very generic face. I I think with what's his I, what's what's the guy's name from the original. Yeah, yeah, Gary McDavin. Yeah, yeah. He had like a distinct, not just his outfit, like his face is like a lived in face. Yeah, there's some there's some character there. Yeah. Some worn in lines. This dude just looks like a JCPenney model. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the thing that kind of annoyed me about the beginning of this is that it's like uh, in those flashbacks, it's like uh, this is the place where Kolchak killed his wife. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, are they going to bring that storyline back? Nope. And like the don't. Not at all. Like, Not even a little bit. I don't know why this is the previously on. You're just setting up like the premise of the show. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. What annoyed me in the opening, if we get past the previously on, is this dumbass voiceover about like the body reacts to a threat with uh, sweat and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like she's on the bus and whatever. And then the thing that we're supposed to buy is just a threat. It's just three brown people driving past. It's yeah. just a car with three black guys in it. I think maybe two black guys and like a Mexican dude. You're listening to music. That's it. There's no like anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, there's not like they don't even really look at her. There's not no. like a reaction. No, they're just three brown guys in a car and just she's like, ooh. Driving home. Uh uh-huh. so the premise of this episode is messy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she so we there's a there's a girl in a rundown house like the girl we've been following on the bus, she goes to this kind of rundown house. We see her getting, like, her head dunked in a bucket of water by two, like, kind of preppy white guys. Yeah. There's a third guy over in the corner. We don't – I don't think we see him. No. Right. He's in shadow, right? And then they're like, enough. And no, she hasn't had enough yet, whatever. She runs away. She runs into the bathroom. She, like, hides in the shower stall. 
If you hit in the shower stall with a clear shower door. It may, I mean, it's the worst place to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hide behind a window. Takes, <laughs> takes out her phone, starts listening to music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at which point the shower door slams closed, the faucet turns on, and it fills all the way up to the ceiling with water, yeah. and she drowns. But then the water's gone. Yeah. Right? And, oh, that's magical. What's happening here? Good question. We could ask uh, Kolchak because he says – it's a simple case of homicide, only it isn't. Well, yeah. then, then just say the sentence, it's not a simple case of homicide. Why are you trying to be so dramatic? Yeah, he just wanted something cool to say as he walked away. Well, what I thought was funny is that like when they all show up and they're like, they're kind of like antagonistic towards each other again. They're back to being shitty towards each other. They're kind of, I felt like they kind of were friends at the end of the second episode. Well, here's the thing. This happens. We've done, I've, this happened in Freaky Links. This happened in show, which is another terrible show that would be covered on this on this podcast. The shows that are sort of X-File clones, right, where you have one character who's the skeptic and the other one who's like kind of a believer in supernatural shit. What they don't do that the X-Files did was have the skeptic either have a reasonable explanation for what's happening or at the very least acknowledge that she's witnessed some weird shit. Yeah. yeah, Right? So, like, in this one, she has – our uh, Gabrielle Union, Perry, whatever the fuck, has twice now encountered wild supernatural shit, right? And immediately is like, come on. What do, you, what do you think? There's ghosts? Yeah. I don't know. Fucking maybe. You've been dealing with fucking supernatural werewolf creatures in the woods <laughs> and a man who can control minds from a prison cell. Maybe there's fucking ghosts. There's clearly something. I mean, like, yeah, like it's – yeah, I don't know. That's that's the problem with, with a series like this is that um, it's like – the characters don't suspend their belief, which makes no sense. Because, yeah. like, we do, because we're like, oh, we've seen this. But you've seen all the same shit we've seen. Yeah. You can't you've fucking... been personally involved. Yeah. Your life was threatened. I by... saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it happen to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, and it will continue to be a problem with all of these, with this show. I, I'm certain of it. Sure. Uh, I did laugh when they go to investigate. So they go to the house where this woman is turned up dead or whatever. There, I understand that, like, uh, the, the sort of trope of like there's a police, there's like, you know, it's cordon off, it's a crime scene, and then like the press shows up and they have to let them in for some reason. But like, not just into the crime scene, like, <laughs> yeah, where like, the clues and shit are. You don't get to just be in the bathroom. Like, yeah, they're reporters. Yeah, they're yeah. not like, they're writers. Yeah, like, in the old cold check, he used to have to pretend to be not a reporter to get snuck into shit. Constantly. Or like have some sort of like connection or hookup. These people just let in the wander this fucking house where he says, uh, uh, you smell that incense and this wax is from candles. And he's like, oh, it's got to be uh, Satanist occult shit. Or it's just like goth kids. What's the more likely uh, oper- uh, thing to have happened here, that a bunch of teenagers broke into a house and lit some candles or that the used, occult is taking place? I used to do that. <laughs> like I literally – there was a house uh, right near where I grew up that was just this abandoned house and we would be 15 and we just – Hang out in this house and drink beer, and I don't know why we're alive. Right, I mean, that's like looking back on that. I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Because um, the guy who lived there was unstable. Uh, it's a whole thing. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so it's like, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I do love the idea of uh, in the original Kolchak. Just the idea that 
everyone who met him just held him in such disdain. Yes. No one li- kind of liked him. And I feel like that's kind of missing from this one where like he doesn't really have much of a relationship with the uh, – uh, these, these people that he interacts with. Anybody, like yeah. the police force. Well, the one thing that they don't have is like reoccurring police characters or anything. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like he's never, in his, which is fine, but like nobody's like, ah, goddamn Kolchak again. Like there's yeah. none of that. But also he doesn't have that relationship with anyone he works. Like he's just like mildly annoyed by her. Vincenzo doesn't particularly like him. He doesn't particularly like Vincenzo, yeah. who was like the whole reason he has a job. We'll get into that in the second episode. Yeah, yeah, Made yeah. me really dislike fucking Kolchak. Mm. Um, so what we find out here is that she is drowned, but there was no water in her lungs. Yeah. Somehow she died of drowning, all the same symptoms, but there was no water in her lungs anywhere. And because you ever heard of dry drowning? No, 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 I haven't. No one There's going to come up with a bunch of random shit in these next couple episodes. The next one. Oh boy, hellfire! We'll, we'll get it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, what we find out is she. There's some. They cut. They explain the concept of dry drowning, where like your throat closes off and it's like you drown, but you didn't actually drown or some bullshit. Uh, but they go to some like uh, they go to. She's a college student. They go to the like. Uh, there's like a candlelight vigil or whatever for her, where they meet that fucking annoying ass kid from the school paper. Oh uh, yeah, who sucked. Everyone on the show sucks. I'm like, yeah, they're kind of. Uh, so he tells him, like, yo, you got to ask. He's like, ask so-and-so why it's so ironic that she died of drowning. And the reason it's so ironic that she died of drowning is she was afraid of drowning like everyone is. Like everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't – I mean, yeah, you have some close calls while you're swimming and you're like – you're never like, oh, no big deal. It's like, no, I almost died. Yeah, no, drowning seems like a real terrible way to go on top of that. So the idea that she's like, oh, she's extra afraid of drowning. But Why? If they had explained, like, oh, she almost died as a kid, yeah. there's some sort of reason why. No, she's just extra afraid of drowning. Hey, let me ask you this. You ever been to a candlelight vigil? <laughs> I don't know that I have. Because I don't, like, I was watching it and I was like, you know what? I wouldn't know what to do. No, you just kind of stand around and be sad, hold but, that candle. Like, but do, do people talk? Like, is there a thing? Well, like, there was somebody on stage, like, talking, right? It was, like, the professor and her friend or whatever. It was like, oh, she was such a wonderful person or whatever. I think that's – I think there are speakers and you kind of stand around. That would feel really awkward. I think I would feel very awkward, particularly if, like, I didn't really know her, which I'm assuming is most of those people. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, like, a couple hundred people there. I think there's a part of it is, like, you just show up and kind of be, like – Oh, aren't I good for showing up? Sure. Kind of a thing. Man, they should have those uh, those those dudes she was scared of show up in the car. That would have been tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paying their respects. <laughs> they're in. They're still in the car. They just parked the car in the crowd of people. They're just kind of still playing Mellow Man Ace or whatever they were listening to. When they drove by. <laughs> um, so, but here's what we find out. She was being initiated into a secret society at the school. Think Skull and Bones, but it's called the Three Society or whatever. Because – this is so lame. It's called the Three Society because they only initiate three new members a year. Yeah. That seems like a lot for a secret society. Yeah, that doesn't secret. seem like a few – like I feel like you do one occasionally. The you do three, three a year. It's also the third episode. So it's like for a second I really was just like, <laughs> do they just not have a they, title? They like, just I, didn't title this one? Uh, three. Sure. Fuck it. <laughs> And uh, part of the initiation is that they expose you to your biggest – whatever your biggest fear is, they expose you to it, right? Why don't you just lie? I would lie immediately. I bet my biggest fear is puppies and marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. I hate – I'm really frightened of getting a decent night's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no one calling me before. Yeah. Then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. It's obviously stupid. Um, what we find out also though is that our, our – Jane, our photographer, is taking a bunch of pictures – 
and somehow there's like it's so dumb. There's like the most obvious. So it's like a picture, and like he's like, look at these pictures, and they're like, what? I don't, I don't know what I'm looking at. What do you mean you don't know what you're looking it's, at? There's a big white slash through yeah. exactly the same slash through all of the pictures, and you're like, oh no, let, let me zoom in. And when you zoom in, there's like a face. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, well, that could be anything. I was like, well, no, no. It's it's a, I mean, it's clearly a face. It's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, what yeah. else could it be? Yeah. It's not. Especially because and like, she says some bullshit. She's like, "Is it a double exposure? This is a digital camera." That's what I'm saying. It's, like, like, yeah, yeah. it's not like someone damaged the film. It's not. It's a computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good lord. Um, the professor who's giving a speech at the thing turns out to be one of the three society members. He is going. He's like was in charge of the initiation. He was the guy in the shadows that said she didn't have enough or whatever. Now there's some dissension in the ranks among the other two guys and him because one of them's like, I know that you tried to hit on her and she yeah. turns you down and I'll get you fired or whatever. And it's a whole bullshit. So he goes like they they approach him. The uh, reporters approach him. He blows them off or whatever. And as he's walking away, this makes me so mad. So as he's walking away, suddenly he's like on the edge of a building. He's like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. And he falls off the edge of the building and he dies. Uh, but what we find out is he didn't – his body is destroyed the way it would be if it fell from a giant height. But he didn't fall from a giant height. There's no – it would have to fall from a 50-story or whatever building and there's no building over four stories on the campus. Spooky. Forever, right? Here's what pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> the explanation that the skeptic that Gabriel Union gives is that uh, – so in her body, they do it all, a tox screen on the dead girl and they find this crazy hallucinogen in her system. And it turns out one of the other initiates had been making it. He's a chemistry major. He's been making this hallucinogenic drug in, uh, in the lab or whatever. And her argument is, well, he hallucinated so strong – that's it. So his yeah. her argument is that if you take acid and think you fell off a building, your body will react like you fell off of a building. That's not f- how physics works. No. It's not it's not and like she says it and the, no one goes that's dumb. Like someone should look at him and be like, "No, that's not physically possible." Yeah, I mean the human body is capable of some amazing things, but that is not one of them. Yeah, exploding cuz you took acid is not <laughs> one of them. Every bone in his body is broken. Yeah, it's wild. Because he fell from like five feet. So clearly there's some supernatural shit happening. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, it's got to be the fucking mushrooms or whatever. Here also why I don't like Gabriel Union in this episode. So uh, the first like kind of Kolchekian thing in all of this is that he has a hookup with a guy at the morgue, right? He knows yeah. a guy that he bribes with like uh, courtside seats or what. They're supposed to be courtside seats, but they're not. They're just not at all. Yeah. They're just shitty tickets or whatever. So Kolchek's kind of an asshole. Uh so he's like they go to the morgue to look into to like, find out like what happened to him or get a, a tox screen or whatever. And she is immediately so shitty to this so dude. So mean to this guy. For no reason. Uh, an orderly. Okay. But also why? <laughs> because but one, yeah, he's got the keys. All you need is to be able to get into the building. Right? We all start right? somewhere. But yeah, all, union. But also she goes – an orderly? Why do you think that? Because uh, he's in scrubs in the morgue. That's what they all wear. Uh, I think it's just because he's like a young black guy, which is shitty because you're also black, Abraham Union. Yeah. But he says like I'm actually a pathology specialist or whatever. Like he corrects her. Yeah. And then again later he's like, yeah, this is because all you know broken bones. It has to fall in from fifty feet or whatever. She's like, oh, says the orderly. Bitch, I'm not an orderly. I, yeah, just I just told you I'm not a fucking orderly, asshole. I'm an adult. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm, I'm just short. Like, why yeah. are you being a, <laughs> are you being a dick about this? And it's weird. In the next episode, someone is, like, kind of shitty to her. Yeah. So it's kind of like, clearly, like, you 
that what it's like to get shit on yeah, by like yeah, yeah. older people. Like, let's fucking calm down. But but also then I don't like the decision the show makes is to have him then hit on her as the like the last moment of that scene to kind of get like, oh, it's not so bad. He's a creep. Yeah, he's not a creep. Also, all he did, but he didn't go like, hey, Hachimachi or whatever. He just said like. Oh, hey, I got these tickets to the game. Do you like sports or whatever? Like, yeah. it was a perfectly respectful way of yep. asking someone a hey, thing. Hey, like, let's hang out. Yeah. Nope. You're actually a jerk. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah, I don't right. fucking like any of that. He goes, so the kid that was making the uh, talk screen, they go, oh, well, he did it. He gave her the drugs. He must have killed her or whatever. He goes to jail. He's uh, killed by a uh, hallucinogenic snake, right? He's in his bed. Apparently, snakes are his biggest fear. I wrote down here. I said this earlier before we started recording, <laughs> but I have a note here that just says, uh, "Fuck snakes! They're such a bullshit animal." <laughs> Do you remember here's, why? You well, said here's that? why I don't like it. There's no. Here's what I don't like about snakes. There's no rules. <laughs> what? <laughs> here's what I, Here's what I mean. You got a snake. Like most things. <laughs> look, hear me out. Okay. <laughs> they can kind of move however the fuck they want. Yeah. Right. Their fucking spines don't really matter, so they can flex and blend weird. They can climb, like, up a wall. There's no fucking – how do you get away from snake? I feel like – They can pretty... go under a door or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like uh... – Why can it crush you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's got too many options. It's got too many powers. I don't like it. It's got too many powers. It's like the Vision from uh, Marvel Comics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do anything. You can do anything, and then, which then makes it kind of a bullshit character because, like, well, then what are your flaws? What are yeah. your balls? Yeah, yeah. So it, it's uh, – it, yeah, the thing about snakes is that I feel like they're a bullshit animal because I feel like they're barely an animal. They're just like one long thing yeah, yeah, with a head. They're just, yeah, a, yeah, they're yeah. just a giant head right. that extends to the back somehow, and I feel like – I don't know. I'll, but I don't know. Like, snakes are, like, creepy looking, but I feel like they're fairly easy to get away from. Like, if you're walking in, like, a field and, like, the grass is high, yeah, you're not going to see it. But I feel like I feel like I could take on a snake. You can't. Uh, so one you definitely can't. They are uh, mad poison. Not, not all of them. Poisonous. Yeah. Fast. The uh, really? striking distance of a snake is something like – it's like a third of its body length. Oh, really? So if a, if a snake is, let's say, 10 feet long, it can strike – a three, it can cover a three foot uh, distance in the strike in a matter of like a second. They're wild fast. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Snakes are terrifying. Also, huh. I'm not particularly scared of snakes because I don't run into them. Yeah. As a rule, uh, spiders. Other conversation. Well, um, spiders. Fuck that. Fuck spiders. I don't. And I, I fuck everyone who's like, oh, but they eat the other bugs. I don't care about the other bugs. I'm not afraid of them. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm afraid of spiders. I don't care about <laughs> f- gnats. Don't be, don't be scared of this thing. It just devours other living things. <laughs> like, well, all right. Horrible. Uh, so <laughs> there's more pictures. The ghost is in them for whatever. Uh, obviously, they do some research. I'm not even 100 percent sure how they do what they figure out, but they go, "Oh, we got to go." Oh, I remember what it is. They go, "We got to go back to where the story began." And they're like, "Oh, with her?" And they go, "No, with the house, right?" Yeah. So they do some research into this house, and they find out that there was a horrible crime there. This man killed his whole family and then himself, right? Yeah. But <laughs> this is my favorite part of that, and this is for uh, fans of this podcast. So they tell they do they tell the story in flashback of this man and he's like moved his family there. He was working at some like brickyard or whatever, put all his money into this big house, but then he loses his job and he can't afford the house and he's like he'd rather he told his friends he'd rather see his family dead than land up on the street or whatever, right? Yeah. So we cut to this man and he is like a haggard man in his 40s, couple days growth. Obviously they're showing he's got a bottle of whiskey, he's just sitting in front of the TV. Just about to kill his family. What we know about him is he's a drunk, middle-aged man who's about to murder his family. Yeah, He's watching my so-called life on the television. (laughs) 
clearly just because ABC owns the rights to that TV show. But he is just watching an episode of My So-Called Life, yeah. which I just – I laughed so hard. And they cut back to it multiple times. Well, you know, teen angst, you know. It's uh, <laughs> literally what calls you to kill people. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that was an interesting part. Uh, just the, the guy with the axe or whatever. I thought yeah. that. I thought that. Well, I'll say this about this episode is that it's not super. I didn't. Th- I think it's not as bad as some of the fir- of the first two. I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's not super great. But what's cool? They do some cool uh direct. Like the director does some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where the guy's walking and suddenly falls off a building, and the whole scene with the guy with the axe and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was shot yeah. well for sure. Um, he, uh, so he kills his wife. He, first he kills his daughter who's like asleep. Then he goes in and kills his wife. It's kind of bloody. There's like a lot of like blood dripping places. It's and kind shit. of a bloody show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get away with a lot. It's kind of interesting. Surprisingly. Uh, so then there's two, so there's a, uh, wife, a daughter and two sons, right? And the one son who's like mildly older, but he's still a little kid, grabs his little brother. They go hide in the, in the cabinet, right? But they're waiting for the father, waiting for the father. At which point the youngest son dies of fear. That's that I man, yeah. Um, that was so lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very lame. It was uh, and uh, yeah, he just dies of fear. Can you, is that even real? Can you do that? I mean, you can have a heart attack, I would imagine, but like that's not what is said. He just dies from fear, and everyone just goes, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. No well, there's thinks- a fair amount of that in this show. Next episode, I'm gonna. I got a whole thing. Well, especially um, because like the guy who ostensibly fell. You know, five feet, yeah. but had every bone in his body broken, and no one exploded. seems to think it's that weird. Like so, everyone's just, all right, cool. Well, wrap him up. Let's, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Got a job to do. And just like, Kolchak, who's like, wait, how did he? How did this happen? And even the other reports. That's what makes me so mad about Gabrielle Union. She's supposed to be a reporter, and for the sake of the show, she's supposed to be Scully, right? She's supposed to be yeah. a skeptic. She believes everything right away. If the government or the police <laughs> say anything, she's like, well, that's got to be that. That's got to mm-hmm. be that. You are a black woman reporter. You should be less trusting. She's, yeah, the, absolutely the least curious reporter in history. So they go uh, – what we find out is that Jack, who was one of the three uh, initiates, the other one who's not been killed by the snake, is that boy who survived. The father yeah. hangs himself before he finds the boy. That's Jack. He's been, they, he was adopted, changed his name. He's Jack. Why he doesn't know that's the house that happened in, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, they have to reveal that to him, which I, like, that was that you were there. That doesn't make any sense. I feel like if that was me, my subconscious would just be, like, screaming at me to not go inside that house. Yeah. Like, something bad happened in there. Also, he was, like, nine. He just remember it. Yeah, he wasn't, like, four. He was a, <laughs> a boy. He's had multiple Christmases in that house. He would 100% remember it. Yeah, he's coming back from his part-time job. It's like, you've got to remember this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but what, so the premise is that the ghost of the boy who died from fear has attached himself to this house. But then also when they, so they went in, they were doing this bullshit ceremony. They kind of invoked his spirit. Yeah. And now he's attached himself to all these people and he's making them die by their biggest fear. And uh, Jack's biggest fear is obviously his father murdering with an ex. Which is pretty scary. Seems reasonable. Uh, so he has a – like they leave them there. He has a little bit of a flashback about getting fucking killed by his dad. They come and like wake him up and then they just leave. And I'm like – yeah. I, at first I was like, did they 
So did they win? I don't understand. Like I don't get it. I don't understand what the what the resolution here is. Hey, you didn't you didn't die from nothing. Right. You win. I guess. But also oh, that's the did that get rid of well, no, the end of the episode is they go back and burn the house down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But does that get rid of ghosts? The ghosts are immune to fire, I'm pretty I, sure. <laughs> also like well, then how isn't – like, look, if you're going to – it's fiction. You can establish rules for your universe. Yeah. But you have to establish those rules. What we're going on is classic ghost story rules, and I don't think that you burn down the house and it gets rid of the ghost. Yeah, you got to have some sage or something. Something, right? Have, But that's what the other – what the original Kolchak would do would be like he, they'd, he'd be like in a library and go, look, I found this fucking book that says if we do this thing, it will get rid of the spirit or whatever. That's all it takes. Yeah. One goddamn sentence and I'm like, OK, you did the you did the due diligence of fucking explaining this. Yeah. yeah. They do none of that on this <laughs> show. He just shows up with a gas can, has some bullshit voiceover and then we're like, oh, I guess that's how you kill ghosts. I guess. Or the ghosts are now free to wander the neighborhood. That's what I think. Freak and everyone kill out. everybody. Yeah, that annoyed the shit out of me. Also, there's a line I want to go back to in the when she's she's pitching about the orderly. They uh they show up because he's got a hookup in the morgue, right? And he hands him this envelope and he opens it up and he's like, Oh, what? These are supposed to be courtside. And he's like, Oh, they're adja- they're courtside adjacent or whatever bullshit line he gives. And Gabriel Union goes, You've been bribing this man with tickets? Yeah. So I, I mean why is that what's so bad? It's not illegal. It's yeah, it's just tickets. And also like that's what you that's kind of what you do, I feel like. I feel like when you're a reporter, you kind of have to bribe people to get info. Otherwise, they're not going to It doesn't it is such a weird response. Also, it's she emphasizes with tickets, like that's the weird part. And it's like, why? I don't I don't know who like directing like the actual action, like the direction going, like, "Hey, this is how the read should be," but it's just dumb. Yeah, it's a, it's a little odd. Yeah, yeah, that 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 part was strange. The whole episode was pretty weird. Like when you're watching, you're like, "Okay, this is going somewhere," and like it kind of doesn't. Like, no, like, it no doesn't one... really. That's the other thing with this episode, with both all of the like through here, they don't really win that much. No. Right? The first episode, they save the girl, but like, I get those monsters are still around. Yeah. Uh, the second episode, the uh, like the the cops kill the bad guy. They just barely. Don't kill. He barely doesn't kill her through no action of his own, right? And he has no part in the resolution of that episode. And then this one, I, I mean, I guess they burn down that house, but this doesn't seem very actiony or like heroy. Yeah, no, not at all. And also, it's like, what do they tell the cops about? Like, I, I don't know. It's yeah, just yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah, unanswered yeah. stuff. So, well, here's what happens. So what we know so far is the cops think that uh, one of the two initiates killed her, right? Yeah. Um, he is then crushed to death by an invisible snake in his prison cell. Yeah. That's it. They never – the police don't go, hey, do we want to figure out how this man was crushed to death in, in his jail cell? Yeah, inside a locked jail cell. Yeah, he yeah. Was crushed to death. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, this guy – you know, a lot of people are crushed to death under police custody. <laughs> like I feel like they would – I don't know. I feel like someone's getting sued. <sighs> Let's get into the next episode, which was worse than this. Yeah, this one was, yeah. Because, well, for starters, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, there's nothing supernatural about this episode. Nope. Nothing at all, which is kind of the basis of this show, Otherwise, right? Otherwise, it's just a cop show. Just, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or a mystery show. A mystery yeah. show or like a sci-fi. It's not even that sci-fi. It's just sci. It's just, chem- <laughs> just chemicals, right? It's just a lot of science involved. It's so du- – so <laughs> – 
Uh, I will say that I thought the effects were good yeah. in this episode, like the makeup effects. Yep. So basically, here's the premise of this episode. A man – it opens with a man. He's at the gas station. I'll say he's the, a bit of a dick. The opening thing I thought was very cool. I thought that was – I was like, this is kind of a cool intro. Yeah, yeah. And after that, I was like, oh, well, all right. So uh, there's a man at the gas pump. He's a little sweaty. Um yeah. He sees a, a he sees a black guy uh, on his cell phone, and of course he has to be like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be on your cell phone by the gas pumps, man. Read the sign." And the, guy, the black guy's like, "Whatever, fucking shut up." Which is exactly how I would react, because uh, like, shut up. It's yeah, not, first, yeah. Why do you care? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's I found it. It's like a dick move to yeah, be like. Fuck off. I was at the, I was at fucking uh, uh, Central Market a little while ago, and uh, where I was parked was like way far from like the carousel return. Yeah, but then but there was like one of those little like islands with like grass, so I just kind of put the cart on that, so it wouldn't roll in anybody's car. And this woman was like, uh, you know, they don't go there. If everyone would just return their carts to the whatever, and I was like. Do you work here? And she was like, "Well, no, but I." And I just like put my headphones on and walked away. <laughs> and she kept—I could hear her keep like continuing to talk to me. And at one point, I turned around and I was like, "No one's listening to you. No Why one. are you talking right now?" Yeah, this like older white lady who had to try to enforce some imaginary fucking uh, superiority in that moment. But I was like, "What do you? What?" And if this means so much to you, fucking you, put bring the it back. Fucking cart back. It's on wheels, bitch. <laughs> fucking do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. That made me fucking mad. Anyway, so he tells him that, and then he reaches in his pocket, and he pulls. He's like, oh, what is this? And there's like a little red wax doll in his hand. It's a little weird doll. He's like, oh, I don't know what that is. And then suddenly he starts melting and like bubbling, and shit's coming out of him. And then he catches on fire, and this gas pump explodes. There's a big explosion. Now, the one thing I don't buy in that moment, well, there's several, but the one thing I for real don't buy in that moment is the black dude gets way too close. Yeah. And that guy yeah, fell to the ground. Yeah, yeah. You can see from a distance that that guy's bubbling. I will call 911 from a few towns over. Like, I'm driving away, <laughs> and then I'll call 911. Yeah. I have a cell phone. I'll I don't need to get close to this between. melting man. There's absolutely no reason for me to get close. Yeah, to, to Mr. Melt. There's just no reason. Um, what we find out is that this is very strikingly similar to a uh, – there was a, a serial killer – Going around, who had a dumb name that the I don't terror remember. Terror Maker. The t- <laughs> I Fuck forgot it, it was called the Terror Maker. And his thing I is- thought it was going to be something fire related, but That's it's what I'm not. Saying. It's definitely not. Well, his thing is like, so yeah, the guy, like, it's reminiscent of a serial killer who said he could bring hellfire to his victims, whatever. whatever. So you'd think he'd have a cool biblical, like, I'm the archangel or something. something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The Terror Maker. It's so lazy. It feels like someone, like, Okay, we're going to put Terror Makers because we haven't gotten anything better, but we'll fix it before we and actually shoot never, it. And then it just never did. It just never did, yeah. Um, and uh, he killed a bunch of people. Then he was uh, killed in an FBI raid. Uh, but there's questions as to whether the guy that killed was actually the Terror Maker. Yeah. The Terror Maker, the FBI says, used uh, some sort – he had stolen some sort of chemical from a weapons manufacturing plant that he worked at. And that chemical he would put on these dolls. And if you touched the chemical, you'd bur- – you'd- burst into flames, right? Yeah. Fine. The supernatural argument for this is uh, Kolchak going, well, you know, uh, what, about the, what about the people who say there is no such chemical and that he was actually using Hellfire? And through like three quarters of the episode, I was like, oh, yeah, Hellfire. He, might, maybe he must be using Hellfire. And then like three quarters of the way through the episode, I said, wait a minute. What the fuck is Hellfire? Yeah. Like it's not a thing and they make no effort to explain it. I was just dumb enough that like I was like, yeah, all right, Hellfire, sure. Yeah, sure, why not? Well, it's probably Hellfire. Well, and then immediately I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> like, Especially because it's like 
Well, some people say that Camelot doesn't exist. It's like, yeah, but it does. Like the the company makes it. Like, they made, what are you they find about? it at the end. Like they yeah. also they find it in a suitcase with a sticker on it that just says like chemicals. Like it's so cheap. It's so lazy. Um, <laughs> so there's a uh, reporter that works there that we haven't met before. We meet him now. He, yeah. he was like – he famously covered the Terror Maker case when it was happening. He's got a six-figure book deal for the Terror Maker book that he's going to put out. So when this case comes up, they should theoretically be turning it over to him. But they're like, well, we're going to work it on our own because we don't – Kolchak doesn't believe – he thinks it's some hellfire guy, right, as opposed to this dude who was killed. They meet uh, – a FBI profiler who made the profile initially for the terror maker, the original case, and he is sweaty and nervous is the I best mean, way I can describe him. It's immediately telegraphed. He is the most guilty man I've ever seen. It's just – it's – I mean he may as well be wearing a shirt that says terror maker too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like – I also feel like they, was, they were trying to make us think that somehow the wife was involved. Yeah. Basically, they go to his house and they're like, hey, uh, you know, we know he was the original profiler. I was wondering if he could look over this case because you know, there was another incident that looks like the terror maker. And the wife is like immediately like kind of like, oh, no, he's not doing it. He closes the door. She like throws the case file in the garbage or yeah. whatever. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the wife. But that lasts one second because the second you see sweaty-ass Perino who not only is sweating but having like flashbacks of people catching on fire and shit. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's him then. It's clearly him. I mean, and they don't make any real effort to make you think it may not be him, right? Yeah. They find one guy. Well, here's what's also weird. They catch a guy making the the wax figurines and trying to put them in some guys. So basically he's killing people that he says are using or trying to make chemical weapons because yeah. it's bad for the world or whatever. And he find, they meet one guy who's like trying to they, – they, the FBI catches a guy planting a thing. He's got the chemicals. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's obviously not him. I'm like, well, maybe it's him. Well, like, he has the chemicals. He's got the chem- – so that's my problem. How does he also have the chemicals? I don't understand. So weird. How, where are they getting – these are supposedly – uh, such top secret chemicals that no one in the world can prove they exist. Odorless, colorless, uh, that you can literally touch one drop of and you burst into flame. Yeah. No one can prove they exist. Everybody just has them. They all have it. It's, so, it's, like the, it's like the biggest open secret. What we're talking about are at least three people with this chemical, right? So you've got uh, the profiler who's been copycat murdering yeah. after the thing, the original Terror Maker guy, and now this dude some also guy. who's just some guy who they they say repeatedly is an idiot. They say like he's a big dummy multiple times. So how did he break into this fucking place? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Oh, uh, maybe so annoyed. It's the thing that, anno- that uh, I feel like – at one point, the, the whole idea of like, uh, you know, the FBI guy who gets two and two uh, in, inside the head of yeah, the guy yeah, profiling yeah, yeah, yeah. and like becomes this like acolyte or something right. or whatever, copycat. I feel like that at one point you'd, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But I feel like it's just been done so many times. It's like that whole, oh, you stare into the abyss. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Like we've seen this before. I would I would also like to add the writing in this episode is so bad. Also, I call, his name was Parano, and I wrote down Panera Breads multiple times. Nice. Um, at one point, somebody says something along the lines of like, "Well, how? Where is it? Uh, how did he? How did the?" Because so basically, he gives you these little wax, little red wax statue like figurines. Yeah, that's what's got the thing on it. And somebody says, "Well, how did he get the thing in his pocket? The figurine in his pocket?" And Kolchek says, "Same way he did with all the other victims." And someone goes, which is? And he says, 
Nobody knows. Uh, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you in your stupid face. Like, fuck like, you for writing the show, but if I'm in this universe and I'm talking <laughs> to him, go eat a dick, I mean, smug asshole. Why would you even bring it up then? It doesn't make, it's so annoying. Uh, it, that, yeah, it really made me mad. And then also, here's another reason why fucking Parano's a prick. Or not Parano, I'm sorry. He's the, the – Kolchak is such an asshole. Yeah. They get busted for working this story when they shouldn't be, right? They're, it's supposed to be uh, the other guy, the older guy's uh, uh, story. He's you know the, the national desk as it is, so no one else is supposed to work it. But they get busted for working on it. Vincenzo gets called in and fucking read the riot act for – because he's been like – he knew they were doing it and he was like letting them do it. So Gabriel Union comes to Kolchak and he's like, look – He's got busted. We can't work this anymore. We're going to get fired if we if we get caught. And he, Kolchak is like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to follow the truth. And she's like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, look, it, it's not just about you. You know, Vincenzo put his ass on the line for us. If you get caught, he's going to get fired too. And he's like, not my problem. He literally says, that's not my problem. He is supposed to be your only friend. Yeah. The only person who took any amount of a chance on you yep. when you were the suspected murderer. He got you your current <laughs> job. Yeah. All of this shit. He's, you, he should be the only person you care about. Yeah. Kolchak's like, nah, not my problem. Literally just says that. I'm like, well, then you're my hero. Who am I supposed to root for in the show? Fucking Jane, the photographer? And, I, and also, like, why are you like this, Kolchak? Like, 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 there's no real – I don't know. I mean, I know that his like, wife's dead or whatever, but, like – I don't know. I feel like it doesn't – I don't know. It, it's just – it's weird that his personality is like that and there's not much of an explanation beyond like, oh, his wife's dead. And it's like, yeah, it sucks. Well, but. so here's the thing. If they wrote his character to be so singularly obsessed with finding out what happened to his wife that he uh, he neglects all other personal relationships, doesn't give a shit about anything else. He's only following this one story and yeah. follow it to attend. Everyone else be damned. That would be one thing. But that is not the case. He nope. hasn't done a stitch of work on his wife's murder since we met him. And like he hasn't just, brought it up. Hasn't, it's not coming up. He doesn't try to link it to anything. We don't see him like on his off time looking at the symbols, any of that shit. He doesn't – so like – so then he's not singularly obsessed. So then what – why are you also a dickhead? Yeah. What's your deal? Yeah. yeah. What hey, is your fucking deal? What's your problem? <laughs> That's what I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Gorn, by the way, is the name of the other uh, uh, like, like reporter. Howard Gorn or something. Gorn. It's just a gross sounding name. Yeah, like well, it. and he's a he's kind of a creep. Like oh, he's yeah. hating on Gabriel. He calls her sweetheart a lot. And that yeah, kind of shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so at one point, I think we're supposed to maybe believe that he's somehow in on it because, like, she's like, "Hey, can I study under you to try to get some information or whatever?" He leaves, and she's like going through his desk. She finds there's like one drawer that's locked. And he's like, "You don't have to look in there. It's not a you know that doesn't matter. That's uh, unimportant to you." She gets the key immediately, opens it up, and like you're, I thought for a second, like, "Oh, he's gonna have like the mold, yep. the wax figurines or something." No, he's just got a bunch of files on the Terra Maker, which of course he does. He's that's his story, so I don't understand why this is a surprise. I can't believe he has information on that thing he's writing about. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it's for. And then the files basically just say what Kolchak has been saying all along, but not in a way that it confirms it. It doesn't go like, oh, the government knows it's really hellfire or something. The, co- the, the files just basically say like, oh, other people think maybe it wasn't that guy. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This one, I feel like, uh, at least with like the first episode, it's like, like, like the whole reveal of the uh, the axe murdering father is like pretty late in the episode. Mm. So it's not like you're, you're going like, well, I bet it's this guy, or I bet it's that guy. Like mm. you don't really, 
you don't see the ending coming. Right. And whether that's to the writers, uh, if that means they're doing that on purpose or what, I, I, I don't know. But the point is that this one, you just know everything that's going to happen. It's like, and it's like, what, what's the, why are you telling us this story? Because you're telling us in the first like eight minutes. Right. You're telegraphing so hard. Yeah. And here's what I get, or uh, one of the many things that makes me mad and why our, our current Kolchak is an asshole. So he goes back after he, you know, basically they bust this other guy who they go, oh, then the FBI's like, oh, it's definitely him. And they're like, well, it's not him. He's some fucking idiot. He's like a terrorist wannabe. But Panero's like, no, I've, I had him in my files 10 years ago. He's been sur- thoroughly researched. He's just a fucking idiot. He's a terrorist wannabe. It's not him. He couldn't have pulled any of this stuff off. So so uh, Panero and Kolchak are like, well, we'll work it together. And they're yeah. going through files, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, wait a minute. And <laughs> Kolchak's like, wait a minute. Uh, the guy who was the original uh, terror maker who got killed in the raid with his wife uh, had this uh, – uh, what's the word? I'm for? Storage locker. And he's like so – does, does he, he goes, oh, does he have any uh, living relatives? And he knows. Like, well, somebody has been keeping up the payments on this storage locker. How are you the first person to catch that? <laughs> People have been working on this case for like a ye- – well, 10 years prior yeah. and then a year since that death. No one else – Thought to, you, it's just in your, it's just in the files. Anyway, so they go to the storage locker, they open it up. There's just a fucking foot locker with poison written on it. You're like, okay, well, that's the fucking chemical agent or whatever. And there's like a bunch of those little dolls. There's some, okay, so we've caught them. How does Kolchek put it together that Panero's the bad guy other than being like, oh, well, you're clearly the bad guy? I mean, it kind of just kind of seems that that's what it was. I don't even really remember how he figured it out. That's how unmemorable this episode is, right? Is that it's like, you kind of go like you just you kind of are just at the end, and you go like, "Wait, what?" They, yeah, uh, okay. Whatever. Well, so he he there's some slip of like, "How did you know that?" I didn't say that yet, or some bullshit, sure. some some poorly written fucking trope, right? And he puts it together to Panero. It's like, but you're the you've been doing it ever since, or whatever. And Panero at one point pulls a gun. He's like, "Well, Panero, I, are we to believe that Panero doesn't realize that he's the trouble, the terror maker? He's almost troublemaker, which the is troublemaker. Oh, yeah. that'd be so funny if you're a terrorist who just kind of does like minor inconveniences <laughs> yeah, for people, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just constantly put in detention. Yeah. Um, I I think. I think he's a well. I don't know because because he keeps saying things like you're lying or whatever, and like I can't let you lie like that, or well, you can't make these things up or whatever. Yeah, he says bullshit like that. So I'm like, is he that mentally ill that he doesn't realize he's the? I didn't even pick maker up on that. Something? I th- think that must be what it is. Actually, I think you're right because like there's that scene earlier, like you said, where he has those like kind of flashbacks and he's just like Ugh, being like kind of weird. So yeah, I guess maybe he doesn't realize he's doing it. I don't know. So he pulls his gun on Kolchak. The wife comes in and she he. She's like, "Was is it true? Is it true? Whatever." And he puts down the gun. And then Kolchak leaves. <laughs> My work here is done. <laughs> but that's literally what happens. Time to go write some horoscopes. Gabriel Union. He says to Gabriel, like he puts up the story, and there he's not releasing the fact that Panero is the fucking terror maker copycat, right? Yeah. And he, she's like, "Well, what the fuck?" And he's like. Uh, Panero spent 10 years trying to catch a monster. I think the monster finally caught him. That doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything at all. Nope. But he's basically saying, like, it wasn't Panero's fault. He spent too long. He got too deep or whatever. Not how that works. No. This man is a murderer. He killed people. He killed multiple people in, in a horrific way. Yeah. Could you imagine just melting and then catching on fire? It's horrific, right? It'd be, I'd be very upset. I'd be disappointed. <laughs> uh, not only that. 
He's just leaving that other poor fucking schmuck idiot <laughs> to take the rap for a thing he didn't do. He's yeah. going down for murder. He, you know he didn't murder them. Yeah. It's, it's, you're our hero and you're letting an innocent man go to jail. Now, granted, he's not like the most innocent. He clearly had yeah, terrorist delusions or whatever. But I know this. He didn't kill the people he's going to jail for killing. Nope. That was this dude and his disappointed wife. And that's it. That's the end of the show is our hero being like, eh, fuck it. The end. Cold check. <laughs> I would fuck? fucking love it if that was the theme song for this show. Cold check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the end of every when it comes back. Oh, when it comes commercial. to commercials. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every act break. Oh god damn it, that would make me laugh. Yeah, it's uh yeah, this this episode was was pretty bad. It was but th- I think it's the overall flaw with this show is – well, now we're four episodes in and there's been no story back to the wife. Unacceptable. You yeah. got to fucking give me at least – like I would, I can say set up the episode on the pilot. Next episode, some monster of the week, perfectly fine. In that next episode, you got to give me something about the wife. Nothing, right? It just hasn't come up. So there's no overarching story. We're just dealing with a week-to-week show that is kind of poorly written and is completely populated with assholes. Yeah. It's a show where it's like – it's like something happens and then like you, you you have a cool line and they're like, hell yeah. Then you move on. But it's like, well, you didn't solve anything. You didn't solve anything and the lines aren't cool. No. Like they aren't cool lines. He says the fucking sentence. Uh, uh, he spent 10 years trying to catch a monster. I think the monster finally caught him. That means nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, that's true, but also, I mean, I know we've said this a bunch of times, he fucking killed a bunch of people. Like, you have to do something. You you can't just leave him out there to continue. He still has the fucking chemicals. Yeah. He still has that whole fucking storage locker full of uh, fire poison. Also, he just leaves his wife there with him. (laughs) She's like, all right, lady, well, good good luck with this. Good luck with that. Oh, by the way, gun's still there. I'll talk to you later. All right, goodbye. I'm Kolchak. I love you. (laughs) It's like, all right, right, Kolchak. Uh, So, yeah, I... Also, uh, Gabrielle Union's what? So there's the other kind of tension of the episode. Not really tension. Is the FBI is kind of covering up? They don't want to believe that. Uh, what? So Kolchak's initial thing is maybe we didn't kill the right guy. The initial guy wasn't the actual troublemaker. He sends a. Th- oh, that's how he. Re- that's how he reveals that Panero's the guy, and it's so fucking dumb. Halfway through the episode, at the newspaper, they are delivered. One of those dolls, and it's wrapped in a piece of newspaper, and it says, uh, I'm back, yeah. red marker. And then when he's at the uh, Padero's apartment and they're go- or house and they're going through the files or whatever, he just also has a red marker. Yeah. And he's like, I've seen this before. Yeah. In every art supply store, in every desk in America, you have seen a red marker. That is inconclusive. And he does this too. He picks up the marker, he opens it up, and he draws a line on the paper, and he's like, Yeah, dude, it's, I mean, it's a primary color. You're going to see it. He also doesn't just draw it, he doesn't draw the line next to the existing, like, (laughs) message. So he can compare them. He just draws a red line on a marker and he goes, oh, red line. It's got to be him. Yeah, I'm so like 80% stupid. certain. So fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, he's not the best reporter. He's not the best, like, detective. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's – yeah, I feel like it's a thing where I feel like this could be any This was an episode show. of Bones. This is yeah, not a supernatural – nothing supernatural happens. No. They imply that maybe it's Hellfire, which also isn't a thing. and They don't no. tell us what it's meant to be. Uh, but it's not. It's just some chemicals that a guy stole. Yeah. It's it's kind of a – it's kind of like a normal 
as normal in comparison case. There's no monsters. There's no nothing. It's just maybe they didn't kill the right guy and now he's back. It's like, well, this could be any yeah, yeah. show. No. Uh, yeah. I found this episode very annoying. It was uh, – yeah, it was bad. And I have no – like I don't have anyone to root for. Jane, who is like maybe not an asshole, is also just kind of like – white bread there's nothing there the photographer yeah. he doesn't really add or detract he's just sort of there she's a bitch he's a dickhead i got nothing yeah it's there's yeah he's just a cipher he does nothing and everyone else yeah it's just sort of kind of un. they're not like i don't want to say they're unpleasant necessarily but they're definitely not super likable no they're definitely they're just not kind like of bland them. yeah like it's it's not even like Oh, I'm a dick. It's not like when you watch House and you're like, this guy's an asshole. This is very entertaining. Right. It's like you're just kind of a jerk. And and House gets away with being an asshole because he is such a genius. He is very right? yeah. So he has this ability to be like, okay, you're an asshole, but he saves the day at the end. Yeah. Our guy is just an asshole and does, accomplishes nothing. <laughs> Man, that's such a great way to describe the series. Our guy's an asshole and he accomplishes nothing. <laughs> yeah. Cold chat. Cold chat. Uh, you got anything you want to plug? This will be out uh, Thursday. Uh, Thursday. Uh, Friday the 12th, I'm headlining Sure Thing at Fallout Theater at, I think, 930. Uh, yeah, then I'm on Twitter, at Pat Dean. At me, friends. Do all that. This is at – I'm at Chris Cubis on all social media. You can check me out, ChrisCubisComedy.com for shows and stuff. Canceled was recorded at the beautiful Permanent Record Studios by producer extraordinaire Mike Moody. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, it is. Also, by the way, this place is dope. Um, yeah, it's it's better than where I normally get my podcast recorded. Just, your, your apartment? My, yeah, Cuck Nation Studios. Uh, my apartment <laughs> where we have to turn the air conditioning off and it gets really unpleasant really quickly. Uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe. Five stars on iTunes, please. Tell your friends. Uh, thinking about – so someone – Someone suggested we do Alien Nation, uh, uh, the TV show. Uh, however, it is only available for uh, paid service. you got to buy it on Amazon Prime. If you're willing to pay for a show, I will also pay for the show and we will watch it. Mm-hmm. I know I normally try to do uh, shows you can find online for free. So let me know if that is something the audience of this podcast will be willing to do because it does look like a fun show. Alien Nation. Uh, Alien, it, was a t- it was a movie and they made a TV show out of it. It was okay. pretty cool. The aliens drink spoiled milk to get drunk. Pretty cool. Um, Alien's got to you got to get drunk somehow. Yeah. Uh, again, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, five stars on iTunes, and we will see you next week. Bye.